From Gimlet, this is Reply All. I'm Alex Goldman. And I'm PJ Vogt. Welcome once again to Yes, Yes, No, the segment on the show where our boss, Alex Bloomberg, uh, delivers tweets to us that he does not understand, and then we explain them to him, and he is by turns delighted or, like, really angry that he spent the time to get them explained to him. Angry? Sometimes sometimes he leaves feeling, like, like really sad about them. I'm right here. You could ask me how I feel. <laughs> how do you usually feel? I usually feel... Uh, Angry and delighted. <laughs> um, he, what a cocktail of emotion. <laughs> so far, he has never given us a tweet that we could not decipher. Yeah, it's not like Bloomberg's Jason Manzukas or anything like that. Oh, Manzukas. Yeah, we had a special guest, comedian Jason Manzukas. We had him in March. He is the only person who's been able to stump us with a yes, yes, no. Um, and uh, Alex Bloomberg, you're a little jealous about that, right? Well... You're jealous. I'm. Well, I want to be jealous of somebody like Jason Manzukas, who has like there's nothing to be jealous of. Like, I mean, let's be honest, fellas, right? Like, I mean, how many times he's been on the show once? He got lucky that one time, but nobody can recap like me, right? Nobody can recap like you. All right, That's true. Um, okay, so here's what I got. This is from Twitter user Anime Dad. I like it already. <laughs> Big fan. <laughs> uh, the handle is at Zumi Ramen. Zumi Z O O M Y ramen um and the tweet is a picture of it's like that typical sort of like electoral map you know it's that black and white map of the united states with all the states outlined but the state names aren't there so it's just like you know that that map that we've all seen and but instead of all the states being colored either red or blue most of the states are still white and just a couple of them have been colored in red or blue just like a, a small handful just like seven uh Looks like Minnesota's red, but Michigan's blue. Um, that's not Michigan. That's, that's that's Wisconsin, man. Oh, that's right. Sorry, that's not Michigan. I was like, where's the thumb? That is the wrong thing to get wrong to Alex Goldman. <laughs> so offended. He's like a single right. issue voter, and it's just <laughs> Michigan. And it's just like whether you have any cultural literacy about Michigan. All of a Michigan. sudden, I was on the spot. Like, I was like, none of the state names have names, and then I'm like, oh my God, I have to, like, there's 50 of them. I have to just do it just by shape. Anyway, Minnesota and Wisconsin. Minnesota's red, Wisconsin's blue. Uh, and then, um, and then, okay, so you get the idea, right? Yes. It's mm-hmm. like all white outline states, just a couple of them red and blue. And then the tweet actually reads, what did it look like if only Tim Buckley voted in the election? Okay. Huh. And 558 retweets, 834 <laughs> likes. Well, obviously. <laughs> uh, thousands of people who are in the know, and I am not one of them. Hmm. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. So, 
PJ Vote, do you understand this tweet? Halfway. Okay. Alex Goldman, yes. do you understand this tweet? Uh, yes. Alex Bloomberg, do you understand this tweet? And oh no. Uh, hey, uh, Jason Manzukis, do you understand this tweet? What? I do not. <laughs> <laughs> this is a no I've been for me. set up. <laughs> but here's what I did know. Here's what I did know. I knew that that was Wisconsin. <laughs> or I knew that was Michigan. God damn it. Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Bloomberg, come on, man. Don't you know the map? <laughs> <laughs> so the thing we probably should have said is that we hid Jason Manzoukas, uh in another studio. <laughs> it's sort of like a Montel thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm your father. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, PJ, you, you said you sort of understand this. I'm wondering if you could go ahead and— uh, Go as far as I can go? And take us to where, where it, your comprehension sort of fails you. Okay. So there's a, there's a guy named Nate Silver. Maybe you've heard of him. <laughs> I know about that. Nate Silver—or somebody at 538 tweeted out a thing. I think— uh, It was Nate Silver. It was Nate Silver. Tweeted out this thing where he was like, here's what the electoral map would look like if only women voted— and I think he also tweeted out one that was like, and if only men voted. Right. And it was like, overwhelmingly, women are voting for Clinton. Actually, overwhelmingly, like, men are voting for Trump. Or at least that, that electoral map, like, they would win. Right. And so then people thought it would be funny to tweet a lot of other electoral maps. Like, this guy, Leon, tweeted one that was like, here's what it would look like if only Leon voted. And it was just like one state going to him as a writing candidate. There was one that was, here's what the, here's what the American electoral map would look like if only dogs voted. And it was just a gray map because dogs are colorblind. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, somebody tweeted. That's a good one. I think Casey Johnson tweeted, like, here's what the electoral map would look like if only people who found these jokes funny voted. And it was just like New York. Voting. <laughs> um, but I don't understand anything. Like, I don't understand this. I understand that this is one of those, but I don't understand this. And I don't know who Tim Buckley is. And I thought he And also, how's player. Tim Buckley able to vote in all these states? <laughs> Guys, what's this is voter fraud. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. How is he able to vote in all these states? And how and why is he voting both Republican and Democrat? And who is he? And what does this mean? Yes. Okay. And how do 560 people know? I know. Or, and 838 people, uh, 34 people like. Well, I think some of those likes are people being like, I think I get it. But I think all the retweets, those people have to know. It's an aspirational like? At least some of them. <laughs> I feel like I've done that like. It's like <laughs> laughing at a joke you don't get and hoping no one notices. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> You really, you've really done that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wait, wait. What's the last? What's the last tweet you aspirationally liked? Let me check. This is really good. Do you see all the social dynamics you don't have to deal with because you're not on Twitter, Jason? Ah, this sounds miserable. This frankly sounds miserable. It's, it's awful. Okay, do you want to know the last thing I pretended to understand? <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay, yes. October fifteenth, which was three days ago from when we're recording, I tweeted a tweet that was like Obama was just like ripping on Trump in this way that was like very stand-up comedy feeling. And I tweeted, Obama's having a lot of fun. I tweeted the video. And then someone retweeted and said, was waiting for the hashtag MNF come on man reference. And here it is, dot, dot, dot. And I was like, yeah, ha ha. Favorite that joke. <laughs> I have no idea what that means either. No what idea. if that was like, just what fave. if that was racist or something? What if that like <laughs> yeah, had seriously. some sort of inherent... <laughs> What if MNF Come On Man is like a faction of the Nazi party or something? Oh, okay. Yeah. Let me search it. That is dangerous and, fa and favoring you, things you don't understand yeah. on the internet. And you're like, thumbs up, bro. You get it. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, I'm also like, I, the problem is not Twitter. The problem is my broken personality. It, like, I feel like a lot of times when I laugh, I'm just saying like, please don't hit me. Uh-uh. And so the favorites are basically the same. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I found it on my phone. Hashtag MNF is a football thing. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> oh no. This is only going to get more embarrassing for PJ, I fear. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, you were like, yeah, go sports, people. <laughs> yeah. Well, you guys watch Monday Night, hashtag Monday Night Football, so you guys know that uh, they always say, oh, come MNF. on, man. Oh, it's a Monday Night Football reference. MNF. Oh, football. I get it. By the way, the idea that, that, that MNF is so clearly Monday Night Football and none of us knew it. I know that means we, entire... means we must be on a podcast. And <laughs> <laughs> like our entire audience is is like, are you pranking us right now? People are breaking their computers <laughs> yeah, exactly. over their legs in rage. Right? You, like, yourselves... you are embarrassing yourselves. Yeah, all the people thought we were cool sports guys are really disappointed <laughs> right now. Yeah. <laughs> Jokes on you assholes. We're here to talk about Gilmore Girls. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so again, this tweet reads, what did it look like? If Tim Buckley voted in the election, and it's a map, and the important thing is not what states are red and what states are blue or even what states are highlighted. The important thing is the pattern that the red and blue states create. Uh, Wait. Okay, so it's like red, blue, red, blue. Is there a pattern I'm supposed to be discerning? You're not, you would not know it unless you know what it's referencing. But once you recognize this pattern, you will forever you will forever see it on the internet. Once you recognize, when you say pattern, it it is re- it is a visual reference to something else. Red, red, blue, red, blue. You're overthinking red. it. Red, white. Just let. <laughs> I should probably just explain. Wait, hold on. Oh, is it a mouth? There are red and blues that are together, and then there's a single Idaho red. Are the red and blues together s- signify something that like is supposed to be like? And now Idaho's all alone. Um, it is so interesting watching you. Like you, do, you guys don't have primary information, which wait, will help you understand. Wait, this. wait, 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 wait. Is is Pennsylvania? I'm sorry, not Pennsylvania. Is is Tennessee and Kentucky? Wow, uh, wow. This uh, <laughs> <laughs> geography is really bad. <laughs> Tennessee and Kentucky. This is like this is embarrassing. Is that a mouth? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Is it the Windows logo? <laughs> is it the flag of France? Guys, seriously, without primary information, you just are not going to get this. Okay, so Tim Buckley is this guy who draws an online comic that's called Control-Alt-Delete. Okay. And it is like a comic about video games. Okay. And the premise of the comic is that there's two guys who sit around and play video games and, like, make fun of each other. And there's it's basically, like, the knockoff version of a much more popular comic called Penny Arcade. Which is also about two guys who hang around and play video games making fun of each other? Yes. Who would want to listen to two guys just making fun of each other? Yeah, I know. It's a terrible premise for anything. Okay. So, it's this comic that existed for many, many years. Not particularly funny, but, like, it just kind of, like... Did its thing. Is it necessary to know that it, that you don't like it to understand this, or are you just editorializing about this? <laughs> how comic? and how not funny is it? Like Marmaduke, not funny, or is it like Andy Borowitz, not funny? It's just like did not funny. <laughs> Jason, I love that we're just <laughs> taking shots over here. Just <laughs> taking shots. It's just it, it's important to know that like the internet's opinion of it was generally pretty low. Okay, so like in a. 
an example of a Control-Alt-Delete comic is like Batman throws a batarang at a bad guy and instead of knocking him out, it sticks in his head and kills him and then Batman kind of makes a whoopsie face. That's, that's a Control-Alt-Delete comic. Okay. And so in 2008, the guy who wrote it, Tim Buckley, put out a comic that was just a dramatic, dramatic tone shift. What happened? The strip was called Loss. And I will show you guys. It is a four-panel wordless comic. Oh, boy. This is sad. Go ahead and describe it. Okay. Four, you said four-panel comic. First panel, guy walking into emergency room. It's wordless. The whole thing is wordless. Panel two, um, the uh, receptionist is directing him towards something. Panel three, he's talking to a doctor. Uh, the, and the man's expression is consistently like mouth open, furrowed brow, worried. Now he's talking to a doctor and he seems even more worried. And the doctor does not seem reassuring. And then fourth panel... He's standing next to a woman's bed who's sitting on her side crying. Um, and he is, looks very nervous and uh, upset. Uh, right? He yes. looks nervous. Um, my assumption on this comic is that she has had a miscarriage. That is correct. Wow. Boom. How's that feel? <laughs> How about that, Bloomberg? How about that? <laughs> Boom. I understood that comic. The king of yes, yes, no. Factually, you're correct. Tonally, <laughs> yeah, you're you might a little be off, off a little bit. <laughs> okay, go ahead. <laughs> so this comic comes along. There's this jarring tone shift that is nothing like the comic that came before it. So it's like it's like if all of a sudden Marmaduke or, or something turned into like a real story that you cared about mm -hmm. one day for one day only. Right. There were two follow-up strips, which were the main character and all of his friends sitting in the hospital being like, yeah, I'm really sad. Did he explain what was happening? He did. He wrote like a sort of personal thing underneath the comic about like, you know, I was in a relationship and I, I there was a miscarriage. It ended our relationship. And this is like something that felt important to me to get off my chest. Huh. So mm. he did these three strips. And then the next strip is like some kids playing Dungeons and Dragons. It like just it like goes away. Never to be mentioned again. Comic is silly again. And the internet just found this to be really we weird tonally, kind of. And it was just, like, ripe for making fun of. Wait, why? It was funny because the, the man who's not sad was sad? Or it was funny because the man that they make fun of for not being funny was sad? I get why they're making fun of it. What? Explain. Here's this guy who's doing this thing that a lot of people think is, like, just fine. Nothing, nothing fancy, nothing great. And then he breaks format in a very public way that could be construed as self-important to make a, a statement strip. Right. And if it was like, if there was like some precedent for it or some like explanation for it or something like that, like I think people would have probably been okay with it. But there's, because of the way he did it and the way it just sort of dropped in and then went away, there was like a whiff of self-importance or grandiosity to it. Oh. And and it was the statement was just sort of like, again, the same kind of fine that the strip was before. So it's like, it's not the most powerful thing that's ever been written about miscarriage. It's not the most. And I mean, it feels like there's a certain, I think the internet hates any whiff of self-importance or like sort of like hypocritical sort of like 
like, motivation. Yeah. And, the, and the, there's like, there's some of that in there, I feel like. And the other thing people really didn't like was the idea that um, the this female character was simply used as like emotional motivation for a male character to feel sad. Right. Yeah. And then the next two comics are like the guy, the guy and his friends talking about how hard it is. You don't get any. Okay. Okay. All right. Cool. I'm on board with the cyberbullying. <laughs> <laughs> or at least I can understand it. Um, right. I'm so, not too sad to proceed. So once this thing came out, immediately the internet took it and started making fun of it. And they did it by like making just endless parodies of it. Uh-huh. And it turns out that this thing is actually pretty easy to parody. All it takes is like you make a four panel image and you recreate the way that the characters were standing in the comic. So it's like one person in the first panel, a person talking to the receptionist in the second panel, a person talking to a doctor in the third panel. And in the fourth panel, like someone standing over a bed. Uh, okay. <laughs> Things like that. <laughs> it looks nothing like the comic, by the way. Oh, here's one with the yeah. Simpsons. Yeah, like one with, with 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 stills from the Simpsons. Got it. Millhouse is in the role of the woman. Right. Oh, uh, and poor Millhouse. Actually, I actually feel bad for Tim Buckley because, like, the thing he was going for, which is making something that's like stark and iconic, also makes it super easy to parody. Because, like, you can plug in like Bart in a hallway. Bart by a bit, you know what I mean? Like yes. because it was simple, it was easier to parody. Right. Uh-huh. Anyway. Okay. So then, so okay. So that's where it goes. So then, I have a guess. Okay. Uh, and it then, gets more abstract. It gets way more abstract. Okay. <laughs> to the point where it's like it's like rather than having characters in these positions, it's uh-huh. like as long as they're objects roughly in the correct positions. Uh-huh. Yeah. Then then it like. Oh wow! So now I get it. <laughs> this I do love. <laughs> The internet. <laughs> How far away can we go from the reference object and still like be tethered to it? Yeah, because this is just yeah. Just wow, a, this one we... is like a 1950s clip art of a person with red hair holding a hot dog in four panels, and the hot dogs are roughly positioned in the shapes in like the locations where the characters would be standing <laughs> yeah. in the original. Comic. And when the, when there's need for one hot dog, because because everything corresponds to the number of people in the panels, yeah. right? So there's. Position one has one hot dog. Oh, wow. We, wow. this is bananas. Yeah. So there's like, it's like, it's crazy. It's so, oh, wow. Here's a good, there's a great one, which is the, um, the Hemingway short story <laughs> for sale, baby shoes never worn. It's the, the word for is the first <laughs> panel, sale is the second, and then baby shoes never worn. And they're like, the words are written vertically to represent people, except the last word yeah. worn, which is written horizontally the to thing? represent the person laying down. Like, it's basically the point where it's four panels that can be anything. It's just so long as they are just roughly, roughly, roughly in the same position. Wow, we One of them is just the tubes or the whatever, the pipes from Mario Brothers. <laughs> Holy shit. What are people up to? This is this is my problem with the internet. This is like you've just sent me one thing that is like an it represents an appalling amount of work by people to just remake and remake this same joke which itself is insane. Yeah, so so coming back to the tweet that the tweet in question, which is a tweet by Anime Dad, also known as Zumi Ramen, it says, what did it look like if only Tim Buckley voted in this election? And there are certain certain states within the United States that are highlighted either red or blue. And I'm wondering, Alex and Jason, if you can summarize this tweet for I us. I got it now, yes. Jason, you want to do the honors? 
Sure. Um, so, so this, uh, uh, again, Anime Dad, what did it look like if Tim Buckley voted in the election? And then the electoral map is colored in um, to represent the panels of the lost comic of Tim Buckley's, oh, Alex, will you remind me what it was called? Control-Alt-Delete. Control-Alt-Delete. Um, to the, the loss uh, um, strip of Control-Alt-Delete, wherein each uh, panel from top right uh, to bottom right would be uh, Idaho is alone because there's one figure S- in S- there. Sadak Manzoukas, let me show you how this is done. Go, go. <laughs> oh, boy. Wow. All right. <laughs> uh, the tweet in question from uh, Anime Dad is um, we now know to be one more iteration in an eight-year-old internet joke, which started with a comic strip written by Tim Buckley, uh, which is called Control-Alt-Delete. And it's a comic strip about kids who play video games, and it's sort of funny. And then he came out with this strip out of nowhere that was called Loss, and it just deals with like somebody walking through the doors of an emergency room talking to the person on the counter, next panel's talking to the doctor, and then finally arriving at the f- at the side of a, of, of a bed where there's a woman on her side crying, and it's about um, a miscarriage. So that, for reasons that are complicated to get into right now, attracted the ire of the internet. The internet began to mock it, and in the way that the internet does, it mocked it first by sort of replacing figures in the boxes of the cartoon. And so the, the comic strip figures who were there became replaced by other other figures, and then it gradually sort of like went further and further and further into abstraction until it reached its sort of logical, absurdist conclusion where it was just all that you had to do to represent this strip was to have one thing and then two things and then two things and then two things arranged differently. And that is what we see in this electoral map where Idaho's panel one, Wisconsin, and Minnesota are panel two. New Mexico and Arizona are panel three, and Tennessee and Kentucky are panel four. I think we're at yes, 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 yes. Yes, yes I think yes, so. Yes. <clears throat> but seriously, you know, normally after these, I feel sort of gross. And this one, I feel like this is a genius level tweet. It's like about- You think? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's taking, it's taking these two, uh, he's taking these two sort of like very, very disparate, memes and he's put them together in this very clever way drawing all the, on all, on vast swaths of arcane knowledge to do so it's just it's like it's like brilliant literary criticism or it's like it's like uh you know like James Joyce where like the po- every single word in every single one of his poems is like drawing on this like myth from greek mythology or this like sort of like thing from history it's the same thing it's just like drawing on different sort of storehouses of of knowledge. So I just I just want to make sure you just compared anime dad to James <laughs> Joyce. That's the world we're living in right now, Bloomberg. Yes. I cool, stand, cool, I cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Coming up after the break, the triumphant return of 10 Minutes on Craigslist, the segment where we find Craigslist ads we're curious about and go meet the people who posted them.
With Memorial Day savings at the Home Depot, you can upgrade your home with up to $2,400 off select kitchen packages from top brands like Maytag. Enhance your kitchen with the exclusive Maytag French door refrigerator and fingerprint-resistant stainless steel only at the Home Depot. And with dual power filtration on the Maytag Tall Tub Dishwasher, you can skip soaking and scrubbing. Right now, get Memorial Day savings up to $2,400 off select kitchen packages at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Pricing valid May 16th through June 5th. U.S. only. See store online for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to be more active this summer? Sierra helps you save on everything from swimsuits to stand-up paddle boards, tennis rackets to fishing tackle. And if that doesn't float your boat, we also have pool floats. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! Craigslist, Santa Rosa, California. Lost and found. Post title, Lost Tortoise. Flash has escaped. Hello? Reporter Damiano Marchetti. How's it going? Hi, I'm Damiano. Damiano. Mike? I'm Mike, this is Trisha. Hi. Trisha, really nice to meet you. This is Ben. What's up, Ben? Hi. How you doing? Hand, buddy. Who got the turtle originally? My um, my dad's friend from work had two t- tortoises that had a litter. We got the runt. It was about the size of a quarter. How old were you? In 1980, I was... Uh, 11. 11? Yeah. That's a long time to have a pet. Yeah. Yeah, we're super sad. I hope he finds his way back somehow. Will you read the first ad that you put up? Yeah. It's right here. Lost tortoise. Flash has escaped. Last seen near Gregory Court in the Rincon Valley area. If you have seen this large tortoise, we would appreciate his return. He has been our pet for 36 years. He does not come when you call him. Thank you. What does he look like? He's about a foot long or maybe 14 inches long. And he's pretty big and heavy. Like it takes two hands to pick him up. He's like the color of a stone. Um, and he's, he's large and he goes faster than you would think. Trudging along like a miniature dinosaur. What do you think his personality was? Oh, he's kind of... Oh, wow. <laughs> I kind of like this world. You know, I come out and he's, he's got his neck and going like this, like that. He's kind of jazzy, huh? <laughs> After sleeping for a long time, I can't believe it. He sleeps for a long time, and then he comes out all ready for the world again like nothing happened. 
Can you show me the where he escaped? Yeah, right around the corner. We're walking into the backyard. This like little territory. He get <laughs> himself like stuck in the weirdest spots. Like behind there, he'd just be chilling, or behind the wood, or just like stuck somewhere. But mostly, he just like roamed around until we fed him. Most. What did he eat? He ate. He eats broccoli, radish leaves, um, rose petals. Uh, he likes dandelions. He loves watermelon. He loves watermelon. Yeah. He made his way out of the gate. He can really push on it, then gets himself out. He's that strong? Yeah, he's really persistent. Are all these scrapings from him? That's yeah. from him. You could come see what he did to our screen. We call him the screen wrecker, is he? He just gets up against oh the God. glass and he just shoves his shell back and forth trying to get into the room because he likes being inside. It's like completely frayed and yeah. ripped away. Just well, destroyed. Oh, because he wants to go inside? Yeah. He, if he gets inside, he'll find his way into a closet and take a nap, relax a little bit. He sleeps for nine months out of the year in a box in the garage. Really? Yeah. He just doesn't, he like hibernates? Hibernates. And he wa he has quite a personality. He's like one of those always greener on the other side people. He wants to, he's seems like he, he's a, yeah, he wants to always go somewhere else, it seems like. We think he's looking for a girlfriend. He's 36 and he's never had a girlfriend. So uh, Mike just told me something a little crazy, which is that a couple of days ago, the mailman called them and was like, I think I found your tortoise. So they went to look, the mailman pulls out a tortoise and it's not their tortoise. It's like somebody else's lost tortoise. And so now they have that person's tortoise. So we took that tortoise just because we didn't want to, like, we wanted to keep it safe until we found that person's owner. So there's, like, multiple people out there with lost tortoises, apparently. So the last one we, we posted <coughs> two days ago was that we lost our tortoise, and in the process of looking for him, we found someone else's lost tortoise, which is too weird. So if you live in Rincon Valley, and if you've lost a tortoise, contact us. This one may be yours. And no one's gotten back to you. No one's gotten back to us yet. Um, the mailman said he found it by the street, but that was by, right by a couple of houses. We should probably go ask, like, around there. Okay, we just got to where the mailman found the tortoise, and there's, like, this house right here. We're going to go knock on the door and see if they know anything about it. Hello? Oh, hello. Hi. Um, I'm a reporter and I'm trying to help this family because we found a tortoise here on the, the corner of your road. And we were wondering if, if it was your tortoise, if no. you knew anything about it. No, I don't. Oh, okay. No. I, don't, I wonder how she got here. Maybe oh. some, uh, she's somebody's pet, maybe. That's what we were thinking. I'm thinking. I, uh, the people across the street, they have cats and chickens. 
Well, you do. I don't know what you want to do, but it's not it's mine. It's not yours. Okay. No, no. Well, we were just checking. Thank you very much. You are welcome. Yeah, okay, bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Okay. Gazebo. Benny, what are we going to do right now? Um, we're going to drive to Reptile Rescue thing and drop off the tortoise and talk to him, the guy out there. Cool. And stuff. Just got to the Sonoma County Reptile Center here to drop off the tortoise that the family found and to see if they know anything about Flash their tortoise. Okay. How's it going? My name's Amiano. Hi, um, I'm Al. What's your name? I'm Al Wolf. I'm the director of Sonoma County Reptile Rescue. We have about 200 snakes here. We have about 40 tortoises, um, many turtles, a bunch of lizards, a bunch of other critters. And like in the bucket I just brought, three more rattlesnakes. Okay. Yeah, and that's five for the day. What do you do with them? We let them go at people's houses that ask questions. <laughs> yeah, and if you get bit, go to the hospital. I mean, yeah. you know, it happens to me occasionally, 13 times. I hate to count it, but you do. Follow through my zoo here. We're walking to the back of the reptile center. This whole yard is set up for tortoises, okay? This is set up for box turtles, Russian tortoises, and Greek tortoises. There's two box turtles right there, a box turtle there, a Greek tortoise over there. Um, there'll be probably, I think, 47 tortoises just in this pen. And you live here. And I live here too, yeah. People think it's paradise, but um, do you think having 12 kids is paradise? I don't know. Uh, you know, I have hundreds of kids. <laughs> it's, it's tough. I get up in the morning, start feeding. I come home, like I'll be feeding mice and stuff to all the snakes tonight. You know, we have thawed out frozen mice. So all the, you get fed and then tomorrow anything left over gets fed to the box turtles and the water turtles. They get all the extra thawed out frozen mice. So they're meat eaters. So right now, Trisha is taking out the tortoise to show Al. It's a Russian tortoise and it's a boy tortoise. Okay, because of the tail? Yeah. The long tail is the boy, the short little button tail is a girl. The Russian tortoises, they're from what we call all the Stan states, Katsmanistan, Kurdistan, Afghanistan. People get them pets, they put them in the backyard, not realizing they climb really well, and they dig really well. Out they go, and that's it. So I, I, I posted um, online that I brought the tortoise okay, here, good. so hopefully somebody will yeah, yeah, call. Get the call. And, yeah. So what are the prospects for our tortoise? Well, again, it's going to live as long as a person. But like, oh, you'll find lost. it. In your neighborhood, there's a good chance you've walked by your tortoise five times already. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. Makes you feel that way, but that they are designed to hide. I mean, we had one, I drive down off Robler Road, and I saw this lost tortoise sign, Desert Tortoise. And I went, hmm. And I saw it up there for like six, eight weeks, and finally I get a call from Blank Road, which is just over the hill. 
And I, it's a desert tortoise. Oh, they were tickled pink. And it had been gone for about three months. So you say everyone gets their tortoises back for the most part? Um, I would say about 95%. Going. Hey, I'm fine. Um, trying to help your neighbors find their tortoise, their lost tortoise. You might help oh, out. Oh yeah. Come on through. It's kind of messy. Well, it doesn't look like he's here, does it? What do you think? Well, it depends, because most of the time when he escapes, he goes down to the end of the down court. So he probably was like, oh, that's where I usually go. Why don't I go a different way this time? How's it going? Trying to find, help your neighbors find their, their lost tortoise. Last night, Sarah said he saw a cat gathering with like nine cats just in a circle. Probably like an oddly shaped circle. Flash. I wonder, we thought maybe he went down the gutter there. But we, yeah, we looked. And <laughs> Flash the tortoise has been missing since September 8th. He's brownish green and weighs between 8 and 10 pounds. He has a scratch on his shell and is missing a toe on one of his front feet. He was last seen near Gregory Court in the Rincon Valley area. If you have any information about Flash's whereabouts, please email tortoise at gimletmedia.com. Reply All is hosted by me, PJ Vote, and Alex Goldman. We were produced by Shruti Pinamanini, Fia Benin, Chloe Persinos, and Damiano Marchetti. Our executive producer is Tim Howard. We were edited by Peter Clowney. Production assistance from Thane Fay. We were mixed by Rick Kwan. Matt Lieber is money you find in a winter coat. Special thanks to Kevin DeKiros at the Smithsonian Museum of Natural History. He helped us fact check some of our tortoise facts. And special thanks to Tom Cody. Our theme song is by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Our ad music is by Build Buildings. You can listen to the show however you would like to listen to the show. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Welcome to the Reply All Mini Mall. Live from the Gimlet Media Complex in beautiful town, town, Manown Town. It's Go- Goldman and Vote, one night only, together at last. Hello?